in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. While the information on this podcast is believed to be correct, you should verify all facts. Nothing in this podcast is to be construed as financial advice. It is not the offer for you to purchase any instrument or any interest in any financial contract, including but not limited to insurance. The opinions expressed in this podcast are mine and mine alone. They are not affiliated with the Department of Health and Human Services or financial institution. So I'm not sure if you really knew about this, but you can actually set on Google that you get an email by looking for something every time it comes up on the internet. So I have a Google alert set to observation status. That way, every time it shows up on the internet or something like that, then I get some email from Google alerts and says, here's a new article that mentions observation status. Observation status for those who don't know, is when you go to a hospital, you can be checked under inpatient status or outpatient status. Outpatient status is is otherwise known as observation status. Well, why does this matter? The reason it matters is that Medicare Part A covers you for inpatient status hospital visit, not outpatient. So if you go for less than two midnights, then you're going to be termed as outpatient status, in which case you are not covered at all by Medicare Part A, but you are covered in part by the terms and conditions of Medicare Part B. The end result of this is that your out-of-pocket expenses in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. While the information on this podcast is believed to be correct, you should verify all facts. Nothing in this podcast is to be construed as financial advice. It is not the offer for you to purchase any instrument or any interest in any financial contract, including but not limited to insurance. The opinions expressed in this podcast are mine and mine alone. They are not affiliated with the Department of Health and Human Services or financial institution. Would normally be larger under outpatient status. Why? Because Part B covers 80%, leaving you with 20%. If you stay for multiple days under outpatient or observation status, then you can receive bills that you did not anticipate. To make matters much, much worse, if you then get transferred to a skilled nursing facility, otherwise known as a nursing home, and you have not fulfilled the three-day inpatient stay, then the first 20 days of your skilled nursing facility stay are completely uncovered by Medicare Part A. So the scenario used to exist that you could go to a hospital under outpatient or observation status for three days, then get transferred to a skilled nursing facility. It will turn out that the three days staying under observation status were not covered by Part A, and your entire stay at the skilled nursing facility was also not covered. Well, if you just start multiplying by the cost of 
a skilled nursing facility stay at multiple hundreds of dollars a day, now you can understand why such alarm was created when someone got checked into a skilled nursing facility after staying three days at a hospital under observation status under the belief that they were covered by Medicare. They were given a nasty surprise. Needless to say, observation status then was the, or has been the, subject of a lot of controversy. And to make matters even more tenuous is that hospitals themselves would have motivation to use observation status and not inpatient status. The reason for this is that the Medicare system is scrutinizing hospitals carefully and making sure that hospitals do not readmit patients for the same reason in a very short period of time. As a result, for example, the CMS, which is the official governmental agency, they would penalize hospitals for those hospitals that experienced a very high readmittance rate. So while you can see that it may be very confusing for the patient, you can understand the logic, which is that hospitals are doing the rational thing meaning that they don't want to be subjected to this type of scrutiny. The government agency doesn't want to be the first payer of bills if hospitals aren't fixing the problem. Patients, however, were left in the dark and then could be under a lengthy observation stay or outpatient stay, believing that they were covered under Medicare, then even worse, being subsequently transferred to a skilled nursing facility also under the thought that the first 20 days were covered by Medicare Part A. None of those ended up being true. After this long introduction to the issue, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the CMS, has changed the rule effective October 1st, 2013, meaning it is already in effect. The way that the rule now reads is that if you stay over two midnights, that's called the two midnight rule, then you are going to be deemed inpatient. If you do not stay over two midnights, then you will be deemed outpatient or observation stay. Of course, this is not perfect in the sense that you could stay for one min over one midnight and actually be justifiably called inpatient, and that is the pushback that you're hearing from the American Medical Association. Nevertheless, this does clear up the confu- a source of very large amount of confusion for beneficiaries. As in anything, there are going to be exceptions, meaning that the CMS will, does reserve the right to go back after the fact and review your case. However, the very fact that you are going to be deemed as inpatient for once you stay over two midnights. That means that if you stay in a hospital for the third midnight and then get transferred to a skilled nursing facility, then the default position, the presumed position, will be that you have fulfilled the three-day inpatient hospital stay requirement necessary to be covered for the first 20 days in a skilled nursing facility under Medicare Part A. That is a lot better than the way the rule used to work in the sense that you didn't necessarily know whether or not you fulfilled the three-day inpatient requirement. 
inpatient stay requirement in order to be covered for the first 20 days at a skilled nursing facility. So that's the main part of today's podcast, which is to explain this rule change and the fact that it took effect on October 1st of 2013, which means that it is in effect today. Of course, here's where I'm going to take my pot shot at the popular press, meaning that, you know, I started this podcast by telling you that I received these alerts from Google, which tell me that whenever an article shows up on the Internet that says observation status, I get basically a report which tells me which newspapers or which news services on the Internet have complained about it, have mentioned a particular topic. Since my alert sets up to observation status, I get these daily emails which tell me here's, you know, a place on the internet reporting on observation status. It has been the case 100% of the time, really, uh, maybe 99% of the time, that these updates that I receive are all complaining about observation status. This problem has been alleviated by the new rule, which has been in effect for two and a half months. It's just another illustration that almost regardless of your point of view of Medicare, regardless of your political persuasion, you're being sent information which may be incomplete and in certain cases wrong. Uh, For example, these posts that I receive on Google Alerts is actually quite alarmist in the sense that what is being reported and being posted on the internet is old and obsolete. One last point, which is, as usual, what has not changed is that skilled nursing care is a technical term. It has to be ordered by a medical professional. It does not include custodial care, meaning being able to bathe or go to the bathroom. These are not standards of care that would fit and be covered by Medicare in any way, shape, or form. As always, you can get this type of information and hear these types of updates here on the podcast. You can subscribe to the MaximizeYourMedicare.com blog where you'll, you'll see updates as they come out. Maximize Your Medicare, the book, has this type of information accurately stated. When there are changes on an annual basis, the ebook will be updated on an annual basis as well. That way you will have basically a lifetime subscription with up-to-date information, premiums, as well as cost-sharing details. Thanks for listening. I'm Jay. Talk to you next time.